Here we go. And I'm walking in Memphis. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am not Rahelio Roscoe. I am Adam sure. Goldberg. You are listening to episode 46 of I Swear We're Not a Couple, the show where we talk about nothing and take a hell of a long time doing it. Uh, my better half is on vacation this weekend, so I am joined by our very first full co-host that's going to take the reins over for Roger this week. Um, where is Alana Gina Douglas? Where is she? It's me. I'm here. Hi, dear. I'm in Jersey. How are you? Physically. Um, I'm good. I took a nap. Uh, as one does when their two-year-old terrorist wakes them up at 5 a.m. Listen, uh, listen, domestic terrorism is really a thing. I'm ready to party. He is, I I love him so much, but oh man, this kid. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see him again. He's a, he's a lot. He's on steroids right now. So he is extra. Um, so you have a baby Hulk. I, I do. I have a baby Hulk, and he's more in like Hulk smash mode um, than anything else at the moment. I love it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, because this is my first okay. time taking the reins, my first time ever controlling things on Zencaster. Roger, as all of our listeners know, does everything. I just sort of show up and say hi and talk about whatever <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about. So I'm a little nervous, although I am not drinking today because I'm driving after we finish recording, so please don't drink and drive. And thank you so much. Um, So what I want to do, Lana, is... Oh, and I'm going to refer to Alana as Lana because that's how I was introduced to her 19 years ago when we first met. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, like we're Um, on the newlywed game. And um, yeah, introduce yourself. Is it like the episode with the serial killer guy? Uh, It could be. You do love true crime. (laughs) I do love true crime. From your lips. Um, I am a year and a day older than Adam. Correct. Which you will never let me forget. Uh, which comes in really handy when I can't remember how old I am because then I just text him. And um, I have a two-year-old and he's cool and I have a husband and he's cool too. And they're watching the NHL draft because there is nothing more fun than watching young men get signed up for millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> it's almost as fun as watching billionaires fly into space in a penis-shaped rocket. Oh my God. I... I will tell you, I am living for the um, Jeff Bezos as Dr. Evil memes, <laughs> and it, uh, it really made my week, um, especially the ones that are like, going to tell my kids this is Jeff Bezos, and then it's just it's just Dr. Evil, and I, uh, I support that 100%. I love it. I love it. Okay, Who so therapy when you can go to space for 10 Well, minutes. I mean, really. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you're, you know, getting out of a marriage and you're leaving the the post of the company that you helped found and all that good stuff. Um, so Lana and I met in college. We did. At the at beautiful Southern Vermont College, which is no longer R. in R. existence. RIP. <laughs> don't worry, still paying off my call my student loan debt. I I've, don't think we should have to. I think once your school closes, they should be like, JK. I mean, really, I graduated uh, 15 years ago, and I still have about $4,500 left to pay. And VSAC gets $56 of my hard-earned money every single month to remind me. Um, That's nice, folks. Yes. So Lana, as she mentioned, is a year older than I am. So she was a sophomore when I was starting in school. 
We met very briefly, didn't really chat all that much my first year in college. And then fun fact, I came out of the closet over winter break and things weren't super great at home. Was it winter? It was summer. No, it was winter. But I, but because of what happened when I was home, I decided to stay for the summer. That's right. And take a couple uh, classes and do my work study thing in the (laughs) mailroom and good old Wanda and all that that stuff. Nobody else knew. Yes. When Adam came out to me. (laughs) We were getting up very, very early. It was like 8 a.m. But when you're in college, that's very early. And we have to go to uh, the radio station. Mm -hmm. Which we will get to. Don't you worry, guys. Our school owned? Sort of owned? I don't really know. Kind of owned? fine. I feel Um, like it was a government subsidy program. Probably. I think they gave it back. It's fine. Uh, I wonder if that back room is still that terrible blue color. Remember? And then I, we so stapled the, the records to the wall. So pretty. Because I wanted it to be beautiful. like Annie Potts and Pretty in Pink. The bomb shelter. Right. Um, <laughs> so Adam came to pick me up to go to the radio station. Where were you? You weren't staying on campus that night. Um, you must have just come from home. I th- probably had just come from home. Yeah. And in his blue Jetta. R.I.P. Before we go, I have to tell you something. And I was exhausted. And I said, ugh, fine. (laughs) And Adam said, this is very hard for me. I'm gay. And I went, yeah. Can we go get coffee now? Or do you (laughs) want to talk about it? Because we all knew. You're kidding. We all knew. And we didn't care. Because who would you be if you weren't? Adam Goldberg. Now, what was it that gave it away? Because I purposefully hung up pictures of (laughs) Belinda Carlisle's centerfold in Playboy to try to throw everyone off the track, but... It might have been the massive amounts of money you were spending on eBay to buy vintage Madonna posters. I did spend a lot of money on vintage Madonna posters. (laughs) This is correct. And where are they now? No idea. And possibly the uh, extensive share catalog uh of of cds because we are old Mm -hmm. that we're in heavy heavy rotation well there are plenty of heterosexual men that love share sure Uh Mm uh-huh now what's your favorite share song i i i don't know i don't know that i have a favorite share song i guess i like share as a person and i think her music's fine i'm sorry but well you're also not a gay man i'm also not a gay man i mean I liked her in burlesque. I think anything she did in burlesque was fun. We saw that in the theater, me, you, and Shannon, during Thanksgiving weekend, when there was other fun stuff happening with my family. Mm. It wasn't Thanksgiving. It was over the Christmas break. It was, yes. Yes, yes. Was that when um, your mom was very disappointed that I wasn't your girlfriend and that I was not interested in marrying your brother? That... Uh, possibly could have been. <laughs> might, no, that was, might have been one of those times. It may have been one of those times. I was already living in California when I flew in for an event, we'll put it. And me, you, and <laughs> Shannon went it? to see Burlesque and then went to the Chinese buffet. Oh, I love that Chinese buffet. That Chinese buffet was the best, whatever the hell it was called. China buffet. China walk. <laughs> China walk. <laughs> I still, my mom still has bowls um, because I used to remember we used to go before our nighttime class with Linda. Yes, yes. And I would steal bowls 
full of the delicious, delicious little donuts. Um, That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, Bennington. My mom has several of those still in her house. That's cracks me up. Would you like to give a shout out to mom? Hi, mom. Love you. Hi, mom. Love you too. Number one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what a lot of people don't know about Lana is she is kind of, sort of, maybe, definitely an insomniac. So Lana, I think a lot of people do know that. But. Well, probably a lot of our listeners, but for the listeners that don't know Lana, yes, that is, I, she's a wife, a mother, a hardworking insomniac. <laughs> I don't know that I would say hardworking, <laughs> but I work hard at not working hard. Right. Um, I I don't think I've slept a full eight hours without uh, a chemical assistance since I was twelve. That but lines up. Fine. Yeah, it that's adds. Fine. That's fine. I mean, you're, we're in America, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of fun stuff on the internet to look at in the middle of the night, and terrible shows to watch, and it's it's my me time. Well, and that's what I wanted to talk about because Roger and I talk a lot about movies and TV shows and all that nonsense, and you probably watch more hours of TV than anybody else I know, just because you are up you know, at all hours of the night sometimes. So there's, you know, good old fashioned cable type stuff, right? Like channel flipping, but more so streaming services, I would imagine. So what I asked Lana to do last night was to tell me, what did I ask you to tell me? (laughs) Goes to watch in the middle of the night when you don't need to pay attention, but you want to pay attention to something that's not the tornado in your brain. Right. Maybe Um, something that'll help keep you up. Right. So, not in, like, a scary way, but maybe. Who knows? Uh, First of all, my love for the show on We, Women's Entertainment, um, is the love after lockup. It is... (laughs) It is... It is terrible. That show's been on a long time. It is the worst show, but it's one of those shows where you put it on and you sit down and all of a sudden it's five hours later and you are so deep into the lives of these people. And it's just, listen, thank God I'm married because if not, and I was watching this show, I would be so depressed that I was single. Um, (laughs) And I might consider writing to an inmate. However, listen, there's a lid for every pot. Maybe I should, I'm going to write that down. Inmate (laughs) letter, inmate letters. I'm going to get me a husband, whatever I, whatever I have to do. Uh, I will say though, the majority of the couples, not all, not all, um, the, the inmates are the same ones that are normal-ish and Mm -hmm. the, the women and men that, um, wait for them are bananas, just bananas question for you because i've never watched it so the idea is people are locked up for various crimes yes and the love story that takes place between said inmate or inmates and their loved ones uh it's yes okay so it's like it's generally um the show usually the episode starts and uh the inmate is being released Oh, they're being released. Yes. Oh, after so lockup, like, right? Hello, good they morning. Come out and they've got this relationship, and it's it's watching them try to navigate it. And um, 
it's it's something and it's it's one of those shows where you're like there's no way this is real but also i mean now what kind of crimes are they were they locked up for um i can't imagine they're paroling someone that committed first degree murder no no um a lot of like just a lot of drugs a lot of drugs okay um a lot of like robbery Mm. some assaults okay um you know not not there's nobody like that's killed anyone i was gonna say there's not like pedophiles or or killers or okay so like drugs is it mostly pot or is it other is it the hard stuff a lot of heroin crack Mm. okay so the bad stuff um yeah yeah not not the not the easy stuff right okay um it's something though. Anything it, with like embezzling, like are there any white collar crimes? Um, I, I don't even don't, know if we're allowed to say white collar crime anymore. Hmm, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, so like assault, battery, robbery, like the trafficking, robbing, you know, trafficking. Okay, okay. The Interesting. Stuff. Interesting. Hmm. The semi-violent crimes. Right. Okay. And then my other question is because again, I've never seen it. What are the, what's the percentage of the former inmates that they show male versus female? Is it mostly male inmates that they follow or is it mostly female or is it um, like a 50-50? You know, it's mostly male. I'm trying to think. I think I can only I mean, I haven't I haven't watched every episode. I've watched quite a few because I really only watch it when my mom's visiting. Mm-hmm. Um because she also enjoys a good trash binge. Um, and I think I can only think of about three, three female. Inmates, mm-hmm. maybe. Okay. Um, mostly all men, but surprisingly, no, two of the, two of the women that I can think of are, are bananas. And then the one is um, Brittany and she's got her, she's got her shit together. I will say it. Okay. She, uh, you know, learn from her mistakes and doesn't take shit from anybody. And she's got it. She's got her stuff together. Okay. Um, and what do most of them do for a living when they get out? Cause I know that's a very big hot topic in the country. I, I don't think they do any, like, I can't think of any that you see going to work, but also it's, it's we, and they're getting paid for that. I would assume they're getting paid. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just, just to be on. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be, yeah, not a hundred thousand dollars an episode, but they're getting a little something, you know, more money than I make 40 hours a week. Yeah. America. America. Um, Uh, Got it. Hmm. Interesting. So I recommend love after lockup, especially if you are feeling, um, maybe a little bad about your life and a little crazy and uh, you watch it and you realize, (laughs) Hey, not that nuts. It's almost like when I used to get McDonald's and watched uh, starving secrets with Tracy gold on lifetime (laughs) because I wouldn't feel so bad about myself. Ice cream while watching um, America's next top model. Right. Right. Okay. So number one is love after lockup. That's on we TV. And love TV, after lock up yep. uh, Fridays at nine, I believe I would imagine. Yeah, sure. And there's a wee TV app and all that good stuff. Okay. Right. Love after lockup. I love it. Which is good because we did get rid of cable, like actual traditional cable. Yeah. Um, but I could still get it on the Xfinity app. Now, do you watch anything else on Wii? The only thing that I 
watched in recent history on We Was Mama June from Not Too Hot because oh, I was no. a big Here Comes Honey Boo Boo fan on TLC. I, I remember. Um, I think occasionally I've I've like uh, Love and Hip Hop. One of them has come on um, after I've watched an episode of of Love After Lockup. I think you mean Growing Up Hip Hop. Is, lo- is it growing lo- up hip hop? But there's love in hip hop. That's on V. That's on VH. Oh heavens! <laughs> is VH1 still a thing? They are. Yeah. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Um. Well, then, growing up hip hop. Whatever. <laughs> I. Uh, that's come on. But that one's a little harder to follow because I'm like, wait, why are we mad? Who's dating who? What's happening? But luckily for me, there's always previously on growing up hip hop. And then it's like, here's 20 minutes of a show. You're done. You're good. You're done. Right. Interesting. Okay. So what's next? Um, I, I, I'm a little bit of a history nerd. I like watching history shows, documentaries, if you will. Right. Um, I liked World War II in color. Which Stunning. Is a production yep. um, that they released on Netflix and it's very good. Um, I've just finished, I want to say it's how to be a dictator. You mentioned that last night when we were chatting. Yeah. I'm going to Google and try and get the correct, uh, title. It's, it's really well done. It's a little, um, it's a documentary, but like a, a how to, but you know, obviously nobody is trying to teach anyone how to be an actual dictator. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I mean, I feel like it's how how to become a tyrant. How to become a tyrant. And that's on what? It's on Netflix. One season. Oh, it's narrated by Peter Dinklage. I knew that. that Interesting. Familiar. Okay. Oh, cool. How to good. become a tyrant. Interesting. Yep. All right. It's quite good. Um, I Anything that David Attenborough it narrates, I love. I, I find his voice incredibly soothing. Um, and I like animals. You do. Cause when I came to visit you, um, and the Bryson's a couple years ago, we were watching something on animal planet. We sort of yep. went back to it all weekend. Was it dynasties? Dynasties? As May- he says it? Maybe it that was been. it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds about right. When it came out, because there was like blue planet was on Netflix for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. And then there's like, the universe and planet life on the planet and nature at night or something like that. I don't know, but they're all good. Um, I did attempt to watch the new gossip girl on HBO. Okay. I've watched the first two episodes. I watched the first one and then I just haven't been in the mood for the second yet. I feel like that's one of those shows where I really need to be ready. Um, yeah and you have there's a lot to pay attention to it's fine yeah it feels like the original but it's 2021 so a lot more technology a lot more social media obviously there's no you know the the blog that gossip girl used to run on the computer is now you know on instagram and instagram yeah yeah so it's more modern i I like the diversity on the show a lot it's nice to see you know they're all so pretty stunning they are all Gorgeous. It's nice to see just not 10 white kids in a right. you know prep school um, right. and people that are, you know, LGBTQ plus and there are just it, 
everything else. And I, the first episode I watched and I was like, okay, I was kind of on my phone a little bit. And then the second episode, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually going to sit down and pay attention to it. It's fine. If I would prefer it, if it was bingeable all at once. That's what I was really hoping for yeah. when they said they were going to release it. And then it was only one episode. I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm getting a and little. that's my problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's it sort of makes me lose interest a little. I think I've been spoiled with um, with just streaming services in general because if I'm going to watch something, I want to watch it all at yeah. once. Yeah, well, there, and that's there's twenty seasons. Don't mind if I do. Let's do this. right. Well, and my whole thing when it comes to the streaming services that don't put everything up at once, like a Hulu or um, HBO Max, they. I I wait until there's a few usually and I'd imagine a lot of other people do the same. Like even the shows I I watch still on broadcast TV, right? Uh, Like uh, good girls just wrapped up. They had their series finale on Thursday night, but I have like two or three sitting in my watch list on Hulu because it's hard for me to just sit for 45 minutes and like knock something out. And then I'm like, Oh God, I got to wait till next week. I'd rather sit for like three or four in one setting and uh, sitting and then wait another two or three weeks. I am a big fan of instant gratification. Yeah. Well, Um, welcome to, welcome to 2021. Which is, but I always have been like, I could, I could order pretty, pretty makeup on the internet or I could just go get it and then immediately play with it. Yeah. Um, and that's what I prefer. Speaking of so, makeup. Yes. Um, before you finish your list, there yeah. were a few people I was texting with last night. And I was letting them know that we were having a special guest on to co-host with me. And it was someone that we gave, went to college with. And I didn't give out anyone's name. And Surprise. everybody said, we need, we want stories about oh, you. Heavens. Meaning me. Good. So, so just stick a pin in that because I'm fully ready to be embarrassed. And actually, I'm not really embarrassed by much I did in college. I was very well behaved for the most part. You were. You were much, uh, much more behaved than I was, I think. Well, I I think more so than most. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Okay, so we're going to get there in a minute. So what else is on your TV list? And we'll, then we can talk um, about movies and other stuff that's that's come out or is coming out. So you did touch on my love for true crime. Yes. I do, I do enjoy it. I um, I work in an office. I We are a very busy office. and But I, I like to – I sit by myself up at the front. I'm the receptionist. I'm the face, smiling face the UPS driver sees every morning. <laughs> um, I, I need – noise to to function as mm-hmm. a person same um and so i podcast my life away and i enjoy true crime podcasts like it's my job like i'm getting paid to listen to true crime all day if that's a job and somebody can reach out to me uh alana.douglas at gmail.com um <laughs> so a few years ago i i did the the dear john binge and then i yep. did the Dr. Death binge. And then I actually listened to the one um, about Tiger King before everyone knew who Tiger Same. King was. Yeah. When the show, um, when the documentary series on Netflix was coming out right at the beginning of lockdown last year, everyone's so like, smart. can you believe this Tiger King thing? I'm like, uh, I know what happens because I listened yeah. to it about nine months ago. So exactly. Yeah. I do know who Tiger King is. Um, I did get Bryson to we, so Bryson is my husband. 
and my child. There are two of them. There are two Brysons in my house. Um, we, we ran out of things to binge, uh, because we were home for a year and a half. Well, yeah. Bryson ended up having to go back to work last summer. He went back into the office, but still, uh, the man's dedication to binging a show is, is, uh, it's like no one else I've ever met. It's amazing. Um, he, he's got some dedication and I mean, I guess that, that bodes well for sticking around with me. (laughs) Um, and so we, we finished our Dick Wolf binges. Uh, I think we've, we decided not to watch Chicago med, um, because uh, kind of over the medical drama. Um, but we, we watched PD and we watched fire and we binged them and we're done. And I said, Hey, do you want to watch Dr. Teth? And he's like, Oh, with your boyfriend, Joshua Jackson. I was like, yes. Pacey you do love Joshua better. Jackson a lot. I love him. Uh, Pacey was better than Dawson. If anyone disagrees with me, fight me. Let's go. Um, and so we started watching Dr. Death and he, now Bryson doesn't listen to podcasts. It's not his thing. Um, fine, cool, whatever. It's not for everybody. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's a lot. And I'm, I'm fully guilty of, you know, I do the same thing when I'm sitting in the office for work, I need to have something on in the background. Most of the time it's a podcast or an audio book and other times it's music, but it's a lot. Like there's times when I'm in the middle of something and I blink and 20 minutes have gone by and I look down and I go, I have no idea what happened in this episode and I have to restart it because I just yep. sort of get into that tunnel of I'm, I'm concentrating on work. And the same thing happens with books. I, I, I blow through audiobooks in one, two days because between the bus ride in and then sitting at the office for nine hours and then the bus ride back and all that stuff, it's a lot of hours a day and most audiobooks are eight or nine hours. So yep. that's a day or two. Um, but I've it's a lot. really good at pausing so that I can answer. Yes. That. That's the other problem is I'll have to like, our phones ring, yeah. you know, pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, Text messages all day for sure. Email every, yeah. So I, uh, I mean, let's be honest. If Bryson makes it to 26 minutes into this podcast, I will uh, <laughs> buy him a special treat. I don't know. I don't know. I'll do something nice. You have to think of something. I'll think of something. Oh, uh buy him some scotch or something i don't know that okay if you've made it this far text me let's i'll get you some scotch on the way home (laughs) um just kidding wait till friday when i get paid um so he's never he 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 goes into some of these shows blind basically um and we started watching dr death and it's done very very well i enjoyed the podcast thoroughly. It made me very angry because this man butchered people with just no regard. Um, and I think the show's done really well. I, I know we had touched on this last night a little bit. Um, I didn't like Dear John, the, the, what was it on Bravo? I think so. I think it was on Bravo the first, and there's a second season. Um, yeah, I, the same way I loved Dear John the podcast, even though you and I agreed, it felt, it it felt a little, um, fake, like a little contrived. Uh, other than that, the the story for me was interesting enough. And when they announced the show, I was pretty excited about it because I was like, and the cast was phenomenal, but I remember watching it with my parents. This is probably three summers ago. Um, and we got to the series, the season finale and it ended. My mom goes, that's it. And I went, 
Yeah, it didn't feel like that on the podcast, but I guess yeah. when you're when you're you know writing it as a script and having people act it out, yeah, it's that's just sort of just I how think, it ends. I mean, I think that um, I think that they had to neuter it, but that's because they had to they put it on they put it on cable, and you can't do the things uh, that need to be done for a story like that. Yeah, you know, it had it should and, have been on, on a streaming service. It. Yeah, or um, HBO or Showtime. You know what I mean? They yeah. get away with a lot more. And uh, I think that's why Doctor Death is done well. Now we've only watched two episodes um, because it was late and we were tired. Well, Bryson was tired. I and Doctor Death is on Peacock. It is. Yeah. Um, it is done very very well. They, you know, I I one hundred percent take all of my money forever would watch a show of just Christian Slater and Alec Baldwin doing anything. Um, I think they'd be really good as like a, a surgeon buddy comedy, a dark buddy comedy. That would be good. Um, so if someone can make that happen, I'd be <laughs> forever grateful. And I don't even want royalties. I mean, I'll take them if you're willing to give them, but I don't need them, I guess. I do need them, but... I really like no. the key art for Dr. Death because when I'm on the bus every morning, you're driving past, you know, cabs and other buses in Manhattan. And like the side of the bus ads are running all over the place because the show just came out. And it's the three of them side by side, Alec Baldwin, Christian Slater and Joshua Jackson. And like it's all black and white and sort of grayed out, but their eyes are all blue. Oh, so good. And it just looks real. And I haven't watched it yet, but I fully intend to. And I, I asked you the other day if it was strictly on peacock premium which you pay for right that's gives you ad free right. and access to more content or and you said well we have ads so that's good it's streaming on the fr the free ad free version yeah. or the um ad enabled version of peacock if you can get through um apartment.com inner uh ads and jake from state farm ads then you're good <laughs> you're golden well the same thing goes when you're watching just tv it's just so. the same ads over and over and over again i mean if you're looking for an apartment call jeff goldblum <laughs> yeah, he plays some weird character in those commercials too. But anyway. is he playing a weird character or is he just being Jeff Goldblum? He's basically being Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Like, does he just show up and he's like, give me a turtleneck, let's do this? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. Here we go. Yeah, you're probably right. All right. Well, that's a good list of stuff. Yeah. I Nana. mean, I, uh, I do what I can. Um, I think that's all I can. It's really, it's really all I got. I've, I've, started several shows and then just couldn't just couldn't and i can generally watch trash um but i've tried and ugh, a lot of yeah, trash that's, out there that's not worth watching it's sort of a double-edged sword in this quote-unquote new golden age of television that we're living in there's just so much it's just so much and i can remember a time when an, if an actor went from doing feature films to television their career was sort of over like yep. oh they went and did a tv show and now it's like i was watching something like uh modern love on on amazon prime the other night i i binged the first season really very unusual show but i really liked it and i'm looking and it's like Anne hathaway is in it and um you know tina fey and john slattery and all these people that have been on tv shows before except for Anne hathaway and i'm like wow if this were 10 yeah, 15 hathaway years ago was on a tv show she was. She was with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. What was that show called? Deal with it. I loved it. I think it was. I one show, never knew one that. Season. So okay, so her return to television. But I'm sitting there thinking, 
if this were 10, 15 years ago, you know, when you just had broadcast stations and, and cable, if she went from the movies, like had done the Princess Diaries movies and then said, I'm going to go do TV again, her career would be over. 100%. And now it's like, now it's the cool thing. Like, oh my God, you're going to be on a, on a Netflix show. That's amazing. Congratulations. It's very interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm going through her. Uh, it's not me. It wasn't her. I never knew she was in television. It was a million and a half years ago. Uh, oh, Get Real. It was called Get Real. It was 1999, 2000. It was only one season. It was Anne Hathaway, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Eric Christian Olsen was in it. John Interesting. Um, I enjoyed it. Taryn Manning was in it. Mila Kunis was in it. Just like a bunch of people that That's you're like, very- okay, that existed. Very interesting. Oh, Callie Rutherford, speaking of Gossip Girl, was in it. One episode. Yeah. Oh, Peter Herman. I love him. One season, 22 episodes. Interesting. I'm going to have to look into it. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, before anyone knew who he was, and he was just the Pepsi Girl's brother. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I remember Good that. Stuff. I love it. Okay, so let's do this. Let's yeah. pretend we're going in a time machine. Okay. Back to like 2002, 2003. Now we're dating ourselves. Yes, but Lana's closer to 40, so it's okay. Ew. Thank you. You're welcome. You um, that reminder. <laughs> so I know you had talked about my love for Cher before. Yes. I I prided myself in having a six-disc CD changer in the trunk of my car, my first car. You did. And you're very particular. And I was very particular where I used to pull over on the side of the road and swap out CDs. Kids, you have no idea how difficult it used to be to listen to one fucking song that you want to listen to. Like, first you had to find the CD. Then you realized you left it in your parents' car. Then you, like, oh, maybe it's on this compilation. And then you just like the guessing of like, here's 19 songs on this CD. And let's hope and pray that one of these CDs has the song I'm looking for. Oh, look, I made a mixed CD and... It, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Let's just hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. That, so yeah. let's pretend like that's what's happening that's now. That's our life right now? Okay. I have a share greatest hit CD in the trunk of my car. I have yeah. at least one Madonna CD in the car. Are we going to just say one? Let's, Maybe let's two. Serious. This is 2003. So I probably have like the Immaculate Collection and yep. her album American Life in the car. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what else is in the trunk of my car? Probably a Boy George or Culture Club CD, at least one. Yeah, yeah you were pretty deep in that Boy George phase at that point. Yes. Uh, and if it was 2003, then I probably had the Taboo Broadway soundtrack in the trunk of my <gasps> oh, car. <laughs> can we discuss something? Absolutely. Do you? And there's no way you don't remember this. When we went to see Taboo on Broadway, mm-hmm. the coldest goddamn night oh my god it was year and remember guys we were living in vermont yeah we were living in vermont Um, but we went home for the weekend lana and our friend chris came with us freezing freezing cold we went we went to the city and we drove in and that comes into play later we drove (laughs) into the city and Adam, I think, threatened a drag queen for the parking spot that trip. Or was that a different trip that we were on? Um, I believe... That might have been a different trip. I believe that was a different... We were probably down I in the village. I think that was summer. That was summer. Yeah. Um, we were probably in the village. And we went I don't to remember threatening... I don't... I wouldn't say threatening. <laughs> uh, I believe you called her a bitch. 
Okay, well, and she said, is. She's trying to steal my parking spot. My eyebrows are better than yours. And we were here first. And she was a very large, tall lady in heels. <laughs> um, so we went to see Taboo, <laughs> the coldest uh-huh. night on record at the time. Uh, but, you know, global warming. Right. Um, and it was fine. You, were, you loved it. And that's I did. Great. And I enjoy the theater. So it was pretty and it was it was fun. And then after And it was a night out too. It was a night out. Um we were we were adults. Um and afterwards we were wandering about and we went into Sephora. And I <laughs> had borrowed this beautiful pair of leather boots from my mother. And we were wandering around Sephora and we went to smell perfumes. Adam, you picked up a giant bottle of, was it Prada? It might have been Prada. I feel like it was a blue bottle. Gucci? I don't know. It was a very, it was it was $120, I remember that. In 2003, yes. So and it was a lot of money for perfume. Yeah. You promptly went to, it wasn't promptly. Was it promptly? You went to put it back on the shelf. And now I feel like <laughs> Sephora's changed their shelving. I, I certainly hope they have in the last 18 and they years. Had <laughs> that they had the shelf and then there was like a little gap and then there was like a light bar to light up the, <laughs> the clear shelf. I can see it as clear as day in my brain right now. And it was the, it was the Sephora at, um, that doesn't, that at Rockefeller center that isn't there anymore. It was like yeah. four stories. Um, ugh, Mecca. It was beautiful. I'm really sad. It doesn't exist because it was really good. And so, the fragrances were in the the basement basement. So there was the, the ground floor when you walked in and that was just like makeup. And I think upstairs was skincare. And then the the downstairs, the first basement, I believe was like all the Sephora brand stuff. Mm. And then the basement basement was the the fragrance. And you went to put it back on the shelf. And it slipped through that tiny little gap <laughs> and it shattered all over me, my boots, my jeans. Um, I'm still so sorry. I want to say Chris happening. Bullard was still standing next to me and he might have gotten <laughs> doused as well. Now I have to go on record. This was not on purpose. It was this not is on why purpose. it was crucial that Lana is telling you about that gap because I can see it. And I went to go put it on the shelf, but yep, it, and it, it just it, slid right through. It slid right through because I thought it was like a square it was, bottle. Yep. Oh my God. And, but do you know what was on purpose? Do you know what was on purpose, Adam? When what? you turned around and booked it the fuck out of there faster <laughs> than I have ever seen you move in my life. Just as the Sephora employees were coming over to see what happened. And I'm standing there doused in $120 worth of very expensive perfume and um, apologizing profusely for something that I didn't do. Do you know why I booked it? Because I didn't want to end up perfume. Well, not only that, but I also, it? I, that is one. And the main reason is I didn't want to end up on the police scanner as an overweight drag queen who broke a bottle of perfume. Cause I was, was that when your hair was black? 
No, that was a very short lived because uh, Ronnie didn't so like mad. it and She's paid so a mad. lot of money to have that stripped out. No, it may have been blondish or something, but I was in a full face of makeup. You were. And this is 2003 in Rockefeller yeah. Center. Yeah. And that's why I ran and tried to have you take the blame. <laughs> uh-huh. And then we all paid for it. Now, remember, I said it was the coldest night of the year and we drove to the city because then we had to drive back to your parents' house. A good hour. On the coldest night of the minutes. year. Yep. With all of the windows down because my boots were soaked in expensive perfume that, <laughs> let's be honest, didn't smell that great. Uh, and we were I wish I could remember what, exactly what perfume it was. I, I don't remember. I'd have if to. If I well, smelled it, I'd probably die and remember instantly. Probably, not, and I've I've haven't t- picked up a bottle of perfume at a store since. Yeah, and I wasn't I find, even the one that dropped it. It's terrifying. I know this is why I have to buy, I buy them all, like at a store where they go and grab it, or oh, I yeah. order it online. My my different scents. Um, I wonder if, well, it's 18 years ago. So the bottle is probably not the same. I, I thought probably maybe not. if I saw the bottle, it's probably not the same almost 20 years later. Oh, that was a good night. That was a good night. Cold fucking night. It's cold, so smelly, cold. perfumed night. So yes. Oh, Ugh. the worst. Okay. So what other um, embarrassing stories do you have to tell? Um. I don't know. Well, there's the time that um, we were RAs and uh, <laughs> poor Becky. Uh, Hi, sorry, Becky. Becky. <laughs> um, it was our, our resident director and she was a hoot. And uh, we, we really enjoyed calling her oh, at random God. hours when we were on duty and saying, oh my God, Adam fell down the stairs. <laughs> What do I do? She went, sweetie. This shit would not fly nowadays. I mean, it didn't fly back then, but we could get away with it back then. I'll be over in a minute. And then we'd be like, hey, Beckles. And this would be on her night off because the resident director (laughs) would have like certain nights off where she didn't have to, like she turned her radio off. And unless there was like a major emergency, you sort of left her alone. You know, so she could go out to dinner. So much. I know, I know. And most people, I think most of the listeners know that Len and I were RAs together for one year. I did a total of two years, my sophomore and my junior year. I did a full semester and then two summers. Yes, right. And I was we were we were freshman RA. Well, we were RAs to the freshmen. Right. In C dorm that we called the petting zoo because they were animals and they liked to touch each other. Yes, a lot. And they were, they were. Boy, did they like to touch each other! Oh, I have those stories. I won't tell. Those children, and now we say children like we were older than them by much, but we weren't. I was a junior. No. Yeah, and I was a sophomore. I had maybe a year on them. Ugh, the worst. Love those children, but oh, the worst. I'll never forget. This was um. Excuse me, this is the fall of 2003, so my sophomore year, and all the students had moved in. And this must have, it was like late August, early September, right? That's always when we've been back. Yep. And the MTV VMAs were on. And I was like, I'm not watching. Now, this is, again, remember, 18 years ago, where if the something- VMAs were a big deal. It was a huge deal back then, one. And two, it's not like it is nowadays where they- coax you and tell you what's going to happen so that they hope you come in and 
they didn't tell you anything. Like no. it was such a big deal. Like who's going to open the VMAs? Who's going to perform? Like all who's going to win? So I was like, I, I was listening to eighties music. Like I still do now. And I was like, I'm not watching the VMAs. And I remember it was like eight o'clock and I'm sitting on my computer, probably on live journal or aim or AIM. something. <laughs> And the guys all ran at the same time. They're like, oh my God, you have to come out into the into the lounge. I'm like, what happened? They're like, Madonna's on the VMAs. And I screamed. I think I remember you screaming because I was concerned for your safety. And I ran into the lounge. And I was like, oh my God. And then, well, it was Brittany. Brittany and Christina had come out first. And then they're like, oh my God, Madonna's on. Because I did, I, I mean, I'm wearing a free Britney shirt as we speak. But back then, I didn't the really kiss, care if. the kiss heard around the world. Yeah. I, but back then, I didn't really care if Britney Spears was opening the VMAs. Yeah, um, well, because at that point, Britney was huge. Yeah. As, yeah, this uh, is the days of, like, Toxic and Every uh, Time and, yeah. But, oh, that's oh. one of my big memories. They ran out and I was screaming and then we sat and then, of course, they loved it because here's a lounge full of, you know, 12 were 10 heterosexual men. And so they loved it when the kiss heard around the world happened kisses. Cause Christina did get kissed too. We just don't yeah, see that but in the clip. Nobody cares. That's <laughs> when Christina had her black hair and she was so glamorous. She was trashy. dirty. Ugh. Or if you read it correctly, dirty. <laughs> I can't do that. It makes me my mouth itch. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. okay. What else? Um, oh, with the radio station. We hinted at it at the beginning, but I want to tell okay. everybody we're, I think we're doing pretty darn well for one. You have never been on a podcast before. So I've never been on a podcast. Congratulations for that. listener, first time caller. Right. And I usually don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I think we're doing okay. And it's because we used to co-host a show on the local AM station, WBTN 1370. Do you want to tell the listeners what our show was called? So now it was Adam. Myself and uh, our friend and my freshman year roommate, Tiff Sweet. And it was called Estrogen and Me. And the fun <laughs> thing. the most the clever f- name. <laughs> at, even before, I swear we're not a couple. I the still. The fun game was to figure out it. who was the me. <laughs> because at that point, I think maybe you might have been uh, letting out a little more estrogen than I was. Yeah. Yeah, um, guys, uh, you think I'm gay now? No, he was gay, gay. I was so excited to come out of the closet and just, yeah. Just, Boy, I have tamed myself down over the years. <laughs> Good Lord, I got boring. You didn't come out of the closet so much as you flew out. I did. I did. Right on a colors. broom. Mm-hmm. I looked like Mary <laughs> from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Um, and we had a theme song, which was really just like some weird weird ditty we found like on a a cd of music we were allowed to use right um and then we just sang along with it and Estrogen i and me by the way i looked in the basement last night for my binder of cds and whatnot and i did not find it but oh, i'm hoping as i continue going through things before my parents move in a couple months i will hopefully track it down and oh. put it in my car because that's the only place I have to play a CD because my car is so old. Does my CD, my car have a CD player? I don't it think must. most of them Does do it? anymore. I have to go look now. I mean, I have to go buy diapers anyway. Okay, eventually. so you'll see. So I'll look. I'll text you. I don't think it does. Huh. Yeah. 
oh, that show. And that then was, that was when I that was, was doing, some show. I was doing my internship at EQX, which is an independent yep. radio station in Manchester, Vermont. One of at the time five, I believe five independent stations, radio stations in the Northeast, because uh, Brooks Brown, who was the founder and owner, um, who has since passed, uh, was was very proud of being an independent station, and I believe I heard him say uh, some choice words about Clear Channel at the time. Um, oh, you mean iHeartRadio? Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, I was doing my internship there, and it was a very weird internship. It, so it was supposed to be a production internship, and it was, I just basically called and said, hey, can I be an intern? Because we didn't have an internship program at the school. Yeah. Um, it was a very strange college. It wasn't a real college. Um, I mean, it was real in that we gave them a it lot of It was accredited and we have yeah, degrees. Yeah, sure. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it, it was very small and, and kind of, we all just kind of did our best. And um, Brooks called me into his office once and he was this, he was this statue giant of a man. And he had this very deep voice. And he said, do you know what WBTN stands for? And I said, um, like the call letters? And he went, we're better than nothing. And I was like, are we though? Are we? Are we? You know, said, I listen to your show. You talk a lot. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, sir. Yes. Yes, I do. So that's my story about uh, WBTN. And then there was, who drove into the ditch? Do you remember that? Someone drove into a ditch. I'm trying to think. I don't remember. Somebody will remember. I bet Shannon knows. Well, she's going to have to tell us when she's listening. She will. She will. Okay, so someone was in a ditch. Someone was in a ditch. It was just this little shack with a bomb shelter that we painted true blue because yep. true blue like the Madonna song. Lana. Yep. And, uh. That was our project, and we stapled records to the walls, and we signed the ceiling, and I don't really know what else we did. I think that's it. But, you know, I I always look back on that show we did, because, and I was very proud of it because- It was a podcast I, before podcasts were podcasts. Basically. We would just sit and talk like we are right now, and I love doing an impression of Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. But the other thing that I loved on that show is I got to play songs that you wouldn't hear on other radio stations. Yes. And as a the biggest fan of 80s music, there at that point, there was a little bit of a resurgence with 80s artists. So like Blondie was coming out with a new album and um, the Eurythmics were coming out with new music and all these bands that had their heyday, you know, 20 years prior to that were coming out with new music that I still listened to and I still enjoyed. And I got to play it on the radio. Listen, it was a very low signal AM, AM yeah, station, I mean, but it was better than nothing. For approximately 12 people. Yeah. And I loved listening to the, to it, it afterwards. Fun. Cause we usually recorded, we, sometimes we were, we recorded live. It was like four or five o'clock and then, and then people would call and complain that the usual programming wasn't on. Democracy um, now or Bill O'Reilly. De- yeah. Right. And because we had to, we had to flip both sides of the coin. Right. Um, but sometimes we would pre-record stuff like during the holidays or whatever. And I remember listening a couple of times and being so proud to hear music that, you wouldn't hear on a top 40 station or, or even like a hard rock or alternative, alternative station. Yeah. So yeah. 
So that's, I always look back and I, I feel like the show that I do with Roger is a continuation of that because it's the same kind of thing. We shoot the shit and talk about nothing and take an hour to do it. And I played the songs from years ago that no one ever thinks about. And then there's new stuff that we play here and there that no one else will listen to except for, <laughs> except for our thousands of listeners. And my hope is always like, oh, maybe someone that's listening will like what I'm playing or like what Roger's playing and go out and stream it. Or if you're old fashioned, buy a CD or a record or something and help them out a little bit. So I love it. Look at you. Look at us on top Got of the us. world. Sure. Sure. Okay. So what else are you doing this weekend? Um, I have to do laundry. Uh, big, oh, exciting. big plans. Gonna, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, we were going to go to visit my mother-in-law at the beach, but we've all been sick this week. And um, I don't want to be that jerk that passes, passes this little cold along because I've been sick for a year and a half. This is my first cold. Yeah. And, uh, it's terrible. It's not fun. I've, I have, I'm going to jinx myself saying it, but I haven't had a cold in over two years. It's very weird now because, um, everyone is, are you sure it's not COVID? Yeah. Did you get a test? Right. And it's not, it's a cold, um, you know, we're, we're unmasking and, and going to see people and. Right. You're around more people than you've been in a year and a half. And um, right. You're going to spread stuff. And, you know, common cold still exists in a world does, of COVID. And it's not fun. I, I forgot, like, how to take care of myself. <laughs> um, I don't know what drugs to take. I, uh, I realized the other day that I probably should drink water and not just coffee with ice cubes in it. because Probably a good idea. Actually, that's water. Um, but I do love coffee, so... You can have my iced coffee when you pry it out of my cold, dead hands. You do love your coffee. I love it. When Lana and I first met, my favorite type of coffee, I'm stumbling over my words, my favorite type of coffee was from Dunkin' Donuts. And I get a large iced coffee with like three pumps of hazelnut syrup, heavy cream, and like six extra, extra cream, and like six Splenda. Gross. So I was basically just drinking carnation condensed Instant milk. Breakfast with <laughs> with a splash of coffee for color. I, I have since uh, not that I drink right, not that I drink a lot of coffee nowadays, but now I just like a little bit of like half and half or or like cream and I do like no a splash sweetener. of milk, a splash of sugar. When I was pregnant, I I didn't put sugar in my coffee. Interesting. Had, Your taste changed. Well, the first. 12 weeks so first trimester really um coffee tasted like dirt and i was so mad i remember you telling um, me i was so upset and i was also so sick but my wedding dress fit like a dream um because i was throwing up constantly um and then once i i liked the taste of coffee again i was diagnosed with uh gestational diabetes and couldn't put sugar in my coffee um, and I could use just a splash of milk, um, but it counted as carbs, and I had mm. to take that out of my breakfast meal plan. Um, and now, you know, I like a little sugar now and then, but I will say I went to Dunkin' Donuts uh, last week, the other week. Yeah. I don't know. All my days have blended. And the girl said, what can I get you? I was like, just give me the 
the strongest drink you can morally give me. And so she made me a latte with three extra shots. Um, and she asked if I wanted flavor. And I said, you know what? I'll live a little. Whatever you want to do. And she did a pump of French vanilla and a mm-hmm. pump of the smoked vanilla. And smoked it was, vanilla. Interesting. Their new, their new thing is like the smoked vanilla latte, whatever. But she just did one pump with regular vanilla and it was so good. Yum. And okay. That's my go-to. Usually I'm a coconut coffee girl though. And you have been for a very long time. It, but I think coconut coffee is delightful. You have enjoyed that for many a year. Island coconut from Green Mountain Coffee Roasters. One of my favorites. <laughs> next to Golden oh, French Toast. Remember that great shell station in Bennington that had every flavor of Green Mountain yes. in the world? That oh, was yes. – so we would usually go there if we were oh, going boy. to like Albany. But then Albany had an actual Starbucks. It was always such a big deal for us to be able to – to go to the the mall at what was the mall called? Crossgates. Crossgates Mall, and then right terrifying. across the street, terrifying. But right across from the mall was a Starbucks. Gosh, that was fun. See, we were simple people then too. We were a forty-five we minute drive for a cup of coffee things. is great. Yeah, and completely normal. But it gave us time to listen to music really loudly. And smoke a lot of cigarettes. Smoke so many cigarettes. Do you know what I remembered the other day? Um, what? Do you remember our summer of smoking weird cigarettes? Yes. And when we got the Nat Sherman's. Oh. Okay, so you've heard about this on the show because Roger beautiful. had one with me years ago. Uh-huh. And it was the worst experience of my life because <laughs> I, you know, I smoked cigarettes. It shouldn't have been a big deal, but oh, dear Lord. <laughs> For you folks out there that are cigarette smokers, Nat Sherman Fantasia cigarettes are stunning to look at and they're look great. So pretty. <laughs> and they're so gorgeous. And the first time I ever saw them was in the movie Modern Girls. Y'all look it up. And one of the characters swaps out her cigarette for to match her dress. And it's a like a lilac purple uh, Fantasia cigarette. They were oh, so they were pretty. terrible. They were the worst, but they were so pretty. I forgot about that. And I, re- I would go into the city like on the weekends when I would visit my parents and I'd uh-huh. go into like the tobacco stores. So not like a convenience store where you can get Marlboro and Parliament and Newport and, you know, Camel and all your normal brands of cigarettes, but get like the fancy, fancy kind. And I remember there was a cigarette that I found called True. And the true cigarette was similar to Parliament with like the charcoal filter, like the hard filter, but it was like a star inside the filter. Those were actually quite, quite nice. I I like those, but they got really expensive. And this is 18 years ago. So imagine they probably cost 20 bucks a pack in the city now. Oh, they were so gross. I forgot about that. They were so so gross. gross, And so so beautiful. Wow. What an amazing way to end the show. (laughs) This has been a message from the American Cancer Society and truth.com. <laughs> is there anything uh, else you want, you want to talk about before we give everybody back an hour of their time? Um, I mean, I don't I don't think so. I Have you enjoyed being on the podcast, Lana? I have. My husband and son are in the living room yelling right now, and it doesn't sound like angry yelling, but I don't know what's going on. I have enjoyed um, this thoroughly and I will I will jump in for Roger or Adam at any time. I think everybody would love that. And I want to invite you to send us voice recordings of okay. random and strange things or interesting things you may be watching late at night. So well, you, you know be, that it'll be like, this is, it's two o'clock in the morning. 
this yes. is what I'm watching. And I'll do the I creepy to, voice. I love it. I want it to voice. sound like the girl from the, the Blair Witch Project. Oh Guys, God. I'm watching the most terrifying <laughs> thing on TV. And I have to tell you about it so that we can play it on the show and have you become our movie correspondent, movie and, and TV show correspondent. Bad to TV. Let, correspondent. Bad TV. All, uh, to let all our listeners know what maybe not to watch or if they want something bad, what to watch. I think that would I'm be in. a good idea. Sign me okay. up. Amazing. Done. I'll start tonight. Okay, please do. Okay, <laughs> let me let me let you get back to your family because you have more right. important things to do. Sure. Um, Make sure they're not killing for- each other. Exactly. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I'm Adam Goldberg. You're so welcome. And reintroduce yourself to everybody so that they know who you are when we're leaving the show. Alana Sundberg. Look at yes. that. I'm a bird. Thank you. You are. Okay, everybody. Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Mwah!